In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of the Holy 50 Days, and we continue our journey with our new life uh, with the resurrected Christ. Last Sunday, the Church spoke to us about the importance of believing in the Son, because the Son is the only way to the Father, and through Him only we will have eternal life. That's why last Sunday we spoke about Thomas, who was not believing, and he doubted the resurrection of Christ, so Christ appeared to him and told him, don't be unbelieving, but believe, and told him, blessed are those who believe without seeing. This Sunday speaks about how the Son will grant us eternal life. So it speaks about the bread of life. Jesus told them, I am the bread of life who came down from heaven. And he was comparing himself with the manna that the people of Israel ate in the wilderness of Sinai. And God actually, during their journey in the wilderness of Sinai for 40 years, God fed them and supported them through the manna that came from heaven. But as the Lord told them, your fathers ate the manna, but they are dead. But he who eats my body and drinks my my blood will live forever, and I will raise him at the last day. The manna supported their physical life. But the Lord actually gave us his body and his blood for eternal life. Because his body and his blood not only living flesh, but it is a life-giving flesh. As Abuna says in the confession, I believe, I believe, I believe this is the life-giving body. Life-giving means it gives life to us. So the Lord accepted death unto him, and he abolished death in his body. And his body actually is the humanity. It is the nature of humanity. So he destroyed death in the humanity in order to give us the ability to destroy and abolish the power of death when we are united with him. So one of the reasons why he became man in order to take our humanity So it will be easy for us to be united with him. And in this flesh, he was able to defeat the power of death and to abolish the power of death by his resurrection. So when he destroyed the power of death in his human body, all of us, we can destroy the power of death also in our bodies. 
Although he gave everyone this ability to destroy death in his body, but only those who believe in him will receive this power. Because if you don't believe in him, how can you receive this power? If you don't believe that he is the son of God who came and abolished the power of death and rose on the third day, how can, without believing in him, you will be able to destroy the power of death in your own body? And not only believing in him, but also be united with him, be one with him. That's why he gave us his own body and his own blood to eat and to drink. So when his life-giving body is united with my mortal body, this mortal body will have the ability to defeat the power of death. So the Lord today, in, in John chapter 6, which is the gospel speaks about communion, the chapter speaks about communion, he emphasizes that he is the bread that came down from heaven to give life to us. So there is a strong link between the resurrection of Christ and the Eucharist, communion. Uh, the Lord said to them, to the disciples, as we read in First Corinthians chapter 11, for every time you eat of this bread and you drink of this cup, you proclaim my death, confess my resurrection, and remember me till I come. So every time we partake of his body and his blood, these three things, we proclaim his death, confess his resurrection, and remember him till he comes. Why we proclaim his death and why we confess his resurrection? Of course, we cannot confess his resurrection unless we proclaim that he died indeed. Because if he did not die, then there is no resurrection. That's why we know that he died in the cross, on the cross, and the centurion pierced him in his side. So his death is real, and his burial is real, and he stayed three days in order. Actually, any doubt about his death will be gone. So every time we eat and drink, and these are two different acts. Take, eat my body, take, drink my blood. And why there is emphasis on two different acts, not one act, eating and drinking. Because the blood is shed. And the blood is shed means it is a sacrifice. And also this is a realization that he died indeed, because his blood is shed. That's why the Lord said, for every time you eat my body and drink my blood. And every time in the scripture there is any mention of Eucharist, there is emphasis that the Eucharist has two different acts, eating and drinking. 
not one act. So we proclaim his death. And we confess his resurrection because his resurrection by eating his body and drinking his blood and by us united to the life-giving flesh of the Lord Jesus Christ, then his life is transferred to me. And now I have the power to defeat death through him. Now I can abolish the power of death in my own flesh, in my own body, through him. But somebody may ask, then why would I physically? If we partake of his life-giving flesh, then why would I physically? St. Athanasius in his book, The Incarnation of the Logos, explained why, would I, why we die physically. Why we die? He said, in order actually for a seed to grow and become fruit, you have actually to plant it. When you plant it and you bury it under the soil, then it will give birth to the fruit. That's the only way. So he said, in the same way, this is not death. It is planting of our body in order to be risen into the glorious body of resurrection. So this process is very important. So what we call it death, it's not death. It's departure. It is planting. We are planted in order to be raised with the glorious body. And the Lord said, if the wheat seed is not planted first, it will not bring uh, fruit. So the, the, the body should be dissolved, then it will come back glorious body. That's why the third thing, you remember me when I come. Why we remember his second coming? Because in his second coming, we will be raised. In his second coming, we will be raised. We'll be raised in the glorious body. St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said that uh, Jesus is the first fruit. And all those who believe in Jesus will be risen in the second coming. So every time we partake of his body and drink of his blood, every time we remember three things. We proclaim his death, that his death is real death. We confess his resurrection. He defeated the power of death. And then we will remember his second coming, because in his second coming also we will be raised with the glorious body. And then there is no death. We will live eternally with him in uh, the eternal life. But do you think that just believing, saying, I believe in Jesus Christ, he is the savior of the world, and then coming and partaking of his body and his blood, just these two acts will give me eternal life? 
Definitely not. That's why St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he warned us from partaking unworthily of his body and his blood. Meaning we need to be prepared. Because if we don't prepare ourselves for communion, then we are partaking unworthily of his body and his blood. And the only preparation for the Eucharist is repentance. We come with a repentant heart. We come asking forgiveness of our sins. On Covenant Thursday, the Lord, before giving his body and his blood to the disciples, he insisted to wash their feet. And when Peter refused, the Lord told him, if I don't wash your feet, you have no portion with me. Then Peter told him, not only my feet, but wash my head and my hand, all of me. But the Lord told him, no. Who, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet. What does this mean? Bathing here represents the baptism. So after we are baptized, we don't need every time we sin to be baptized again. But we need to wash our feet. Washing our feet means repentance and confession. When we walk, our feet get dirty. In the same way, in a spiritual journey, our spiritual feet get dirty when we commit any sin. So we repent and we come to the clergy in order to wash our feet. We come to them confessing our sins in order to receive the uh, absolution. As the Lord said to the 12 disciples, as I washed your feet, means I forgive your sins. In the same way, go and wash the feet of others, means receive their confession, their repentance, and absolve them. I'm saying this because many people right now, they come to take communion unprepared, either unrepentant or without practicing the sacrament of confession. So these two things are very important. To partake of his body and his blood worthily, we need to come with a repentant heart. And also we need to practice the sacrament of confession in, in order to wash our feet Otherwise, as the Lord said to Peter, if I don't wash your feet, you will have no portion with me. You cannot be with me. So we need to come worthily to the communion in order to receive eternal life. Otherwise, we will be guilty of his body and his blood. So as I said, there is a link, a strong link between Eucharist and uh, resurrection. That's why the day of resurrection became the day of the liturgy of the Eucharist, Sunday. Sunday is the day of resurrection. And some people actually they, they just, just content to attend any liturgy during any weekdays. And they skip Sunday. But that's not right. 
Actually, it's one of the Ten Commandments to keep the day of the Lord holy. And the day of resurrection should be the day of our celebration. We come to, to the liturgy and we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord. Yes, it's okay to come and attend more liturgies during the week. The, the, this is a blessing. But this should never replace coming to the Lord on the Lord's day, on Sunday, to worship Him. As I told you, it's one of the seven commands. You know, our fathers knew the importance of the Lord's day. I'm sure you know in Egypt, Sunday is a working day. And the weekend there is Friday. But our fathers insisted to go to the church on Sunday. Because that's the day of the Lord. And that's why, because of their insistence, they were able actually to get exemption to go to work late on Sunday in order to worship the Lord. But now we have this day off and sometimes we don't come to the church and we don't worship the Lord and celebrate His resurrection every Sunday on the Lord's day. And we skip worshiping the Lord on the Lord's day. Or some people actually who have business, they open their business on the Lord's day and they skip the liturgy. That's not acceptable. That's not right. Keep the day of the Lord holy. So, because the resurrection was on Sunday, the day of Eucharist was on Sunday. The son of resurrection, what is the son of resurrection? This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. That is the psalm of resurrection. The, we, we chant this in every divine liturgy. Alleluia, this is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the psalm of resurrection. And it became the psalm of every divine liturgy. Also, in, in the divine liturgy, many times the word resurrection is mentioned. Like, in the litany for the gospel, we say, for you are the resurrection of us all. You are the resurrection of us all. And today, in the book of Acts, there is a beautiful uh, miracle about this young man, Eutychus, who was sitting in the third floor and fell asleep and died. Uh, And maybe some of us will ask, why he fell asleep while St. Paul was preaching. No one, no one can listen to St. Paul and fell asleep. But as you know, during that time, there was no electricity. That's why St. Luke mentioned in the book of Acts, there were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together. And these lamps during night were lit by gas. So the carbon monoxide, as you know, it goes up. So this man, you know, inhaled a lot of carbon monoxide and he became drowsy. So he wants to overcome the sleep. That's why he sat at the uh, window in order to uh, breathe some fresh air. But I think 
the, the amount of carbon dioxide that he inhaled was too excessive to the extent that he fell from the third story and was taken up uh, dead. Then Paul told them, don't trouble yourselves for his life is in him. And he continued preaching and celebrating the Eucharist. Um, and here is the, the point that they brought the young man in alive when, when he had broken bread and eaten. So breaking the bread, when you read the word breaking the bread in the book of Acts, it's about Eucharist, communion. So breaking the bread, when they start to Eucharist, this man rose. So the church chose this part, chapter from the book of Acts, to link again between the resurrection of this young man, Eutychus, which happened during the time of communion, as indication that Jesus Christ became the resurrection of us all. So here the Lord give us his body and give us his blood to eat and to drink in order to have eternal life. Let's approach the table of the Lord with fear, with reverence, with repentant heart, having our spiritual feet washed in order to partake of his body and his blood worthily so we can abolish the power of death in our bodies and we can celebrate the eternal life with God um, in the kingdom of heaven. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.